was like, I don't want to leave my kid. Blah, blah, blah. I can't get a Funny. second date. And that shit took four years. Right. Give me a exactly. fucking break. And so then she <laughs> was still, I don't think she ever saw her four grand again. And But the way that she like that. explained it to me is she said, you know, some guys just don't have a concept of your money. They just sort of like... They don't get it. There's certain people that just take advantage of you monetarily and don't even see it as a problem. They just don't even get it. That, I find that, that to be bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah, exactly. if I took their money, they fucking get exactly. it. You know? that, yeah. that was crackish. You don't, yeah, yeah, super crackish. So, yeah, I used to be a drug dealer, okay? So, it's like, if it's no big deal, then give me the money. You know? It's, it's like, I don't have, well, what's the big deal? If it's no big deal, then show up with the fucking money. You know, that, that argument works both ways. If it's not a big deal, then bring it. But she then somehow, it. as women, I don't know if it's a woman thing, or, but we're taught to still yes, put up so with it the and nurture it. and care and for them to say, oh, I'll never do it Coddle again. Them. This is the last time. I mean, how Fuck many that. women are beaten by their boyfriends, husbands? and they? So look at the NFL ladies. They still marry these guys. They got a black eye at the wedding, you know? They're like, oh, well, well I, I, I dated a, an abused woman and, uh, you know, she divorced one guy and married the other and it's like, well, you know, the first guy was poor and not that great looking. Like the second guy, although he treated me bad, you know, he, he was rich and good looking. Uh-oh. Oh. So, so mm. like there was still like the bad treatment didn't change, but other stuff did. The economics did. Uh, yeah. And she was like, well, you know, what, what more could I hope for than to also get a good, to have finally have a good looking guy. That's you know? sad. It, it's, it kind of is, but. You know, we know in life you don't really get everything you want all the time. You do make compromises. So you just get spit slapped. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, I think that's out there, too. With like these NFL ladies, like, you know, I, I was jokingly saying the woman bitching about uh, being cheated on by uh, Tiger Woods. Right. And it's like, well, that Home Depot manager that you were dating right before him would cheat on you, too. Like, you know, right. you've got a, the best looking, most popular, richest dude oh, in I, the world. I, all the I was taught. Won. Yeah. But first I of was, all, I everyone was taught, is trained to want that. I was taught you know. that it's only sexual harassment if they're ugly. That, that, oh, was, that was what was behind my Matt Lauer comment exactly. about like only, the first good-looking guy but, but to get charged was, with this That's stuff. what I was taught. That's what I was taught is that wow. it's only sexual harassment. Otherwise, it's flirting. That's like if there's a guy oh, wow. at work and he's good-looking and well, he fucks with you, you ju- then it's flirting. But if it's if it's a guy who... Well, also, so when I worked at Ethan Allen, there was a guy who would sexually kind of harass me, but he wasn't above me. He was... We were probably like he's on the probably. same level. We were peers. Um, and he would make comments about like if I was on a ladder and I was wearing a skirt he'd like get he'd say things like about thongs or about he said one time about he'd like a bacon thong or something he's like something it was kind of it was kind of gross but he was um ugly that's just creepy as so and it was kind of creepy but i was like bacon thong. yeah i was just like i was like how about i was like how about we not talk about i was like how about we not talk about me on a ladder at all in any capacity and and it's it stopped i didn't have to go to anybody higher up and say anything but put your foot down but i made but i made a joke about it at the time and i think i still have is that you know, it was only sexual harassment because he was ugly. Like, if he was good looking, I would have been like, look at him flirting. That's so silly. Like, if he was like a. Well, there's something to that uh, in uh, uh, Mad About You, that sitcom from, the from way back when. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, 
so to, in this one episode, they're they're like, look, we met each other on like mutual depression, and now we're married. And it's like, do you think you could pick me up today? So they go to a bar, and she like sits somewhere else, and he has to like go up there and talk to her and like pick her up. And he's coming with the old cheesy lines, you know. And she's like, ah, oh, well, and just keeps on walking away from. Him. And then some really good-looking guy comes with the same cheesy line, and she's like, oh well, yes, I do come here often. Blah, 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 blah. Right, right, like, yeah. like, like you, you, there is that from the man's perspective there is that sort of thing yeah like a good looking guy does that no problem you know it's Matt it's, Lauer. it's it's a regular guy doing it <laughs> so it's nice to see Matt Lauer a good looking guy go get, down go down yeah. yes yeah because they all been ugly and they all do it and that's where the not so good looking not so confident guys get the hints like damn he does that and they, they love it so maybe I'll try it sure you well know. no it's the same rant that I'll go through all the time so about about like Vince we're just Vaughn. mimicking the, the you know right but that's the thing is that Vince Vaughn is giving people the wrong idea he's a schlubby <laughs> ugly guy who's in his 50s who gets to date in the movies where like he suddenly has to choose between two 24 year old girls two he's not the only one girls are fighting over him right but he's like it's the same thing it's like John constantly 50 something year old guys have a 20 something year old like love Clint interest Eastwood or whatever and they're like you even watch Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David I'm like how's this old guy getting all these young bras right, right. like well, seriously but it's the same thing that that new show and I, I don't like it I watched one episode and I was like like fuck the show it's called flaked on oh yeah and i watched one episode and i'm like fuck this guy fuck will arnett you 50 something oh look at your bod when you're 50 something fuck you you've got two 23 you got a 22 year old and a 24 year old hot hot girl and both of them are like oh you're so amazing will arnett fuck you for giving guys and it's schlubby buddy friends i gotta write me a script them. why are they giving people the idea that they can fucking date 24 you know what Fuck you. 24-year-old girls should be going after 24-year-old guys. How come they're not going after 40-year-old chicks? Right. There are a lot of single 40-year-old chicks who look plenty. Plenty. actually look, look some of them look, look better than 20 year but olds. The, yeah, some but banging the, hot but the ones, thing is, is that the 50-year-old guy, he's done with talking to women. He just wants a hot young piece of ass who's pretty and too dumb and just likes everything he says and thinks, wow, he's really great. He's so con-. And this guy is a loser guy on the fucking show. He's an alcoholic and it's like, recovering alcoholic. Right. And it's like, yeah. you're a loser. And then you give people hope. Because a regular <laughs> schlubby guy who has shitty job is going and going like, yeah, I could get the 24-year-old hot waitress. Dude, it's... it's uh, for me. I used to be they're selling, they're selling the fantasy to us loser guys who have an otherwise miserable life. Right. <laughs> no, but the fantasy is the fact that people take in that fantasy and put in their reality thinking that this is something real that they can actually do when it's not and also the fact of the matter that you know it's showing the fact that women over the age of 40 are not that attractive and you know there's it's still that whole right. stereotype of like you know I gotta get the younger chick because younger right. chicks are much better looking than like yeah, the woman the, over their 40s or 50s yeah the is, not on the menu concepts right. like, they gotta, like la, you know the last fuckable day the yeah, Amy Schumer which skit. is totally oh, false, I, and I think, and this this plagues into the fact of the Me Too, you know, where the fact of like all these, you know, you have to be young in order to be sexually harassed. You know, <laughs> I'm like, fuck that. No, you don't have to be young. Well, I, you just, I, I was sexually harassed the other day on the street because of the outfit I was wearing. I wore a cute, weird outfit, and. I kind of looked like a roller derby girl without roller skates, but I was covered up like I was wearing, I was wearing orange nylons with 
knee-high socks this over the norm. This looks to me. Right, so orange As nylons. Skater. Orange nylons with orange and black knee-high stockings on top of those. And then I had on uh, a little pair of, was I wearing? Like some, some kind of like little hot pants shorts. But I was covered. And then I wore um, a tank top that was sequined and I had my bomber jacket on top of that and I was just walking and I was harassed by so many dudes like a guy pulled his car over oh, and no. said he pulled his car over in <laughs> the in the no. tenderloin and he says to me oh, how do I get money? to the bay bridge and I said you're in a big truck you obviously have a smartphone what are you <laughs> ask the phone you why are you bullshit he was talking to me why are you the, hollering? and he's like come here oh hell come no. here I'm like no that shit what don't are work you, why are you even talking to me yelling at me from a car so so it happened like four like times right I, like I'm a prostitute mm -mm. there were but four times I was stopped by men um saying like commenting in some way and like in just being nasty well not I mean yeah there was it was it was cat calls it wasn't like the one guy who said uh girl you've been living a long time to look 22 it wasn't a compliment like that like a clever compliment it was like but put my hand in your butt or stuff like you know like weird shit that I was getting yelled at me just and whistling too what look at that and I'm like which is why I never and I'm completely covered see this is oh see this is why it doesn't matter what you wear it does not matter if you're wearing something short or busty or covered up and hot in shorts? No, but when I but when I walk down the street like this, I, no one says anything to me. But if I was wearing, it's just it's when I show my legs, like when I show them, even when they're covered, shown, and they're still, it's I don't I don't understand. But people, and when I so I get to the bar later in the day, and I tell my friend, I say, "Oh, this happened." I can't, guys can't stop screaming at me on the fucking street today. And my friend Katie, she she goes, "Well, you are dressed like that." <laughs> I'm like, fucking fair enough. I mean, <laughs> I'm wearing orange and that stuff. And it was it was the week before um, Halloween. So I you felt like it bright. was fine. You were bright. I was bright. I you was like bright. rainbow bright. Yeah, you weren't like busty. You were just bright. I don't have any bust. I don't have <laughs> boobs, so I can't be busty. Like, it's just... I don't understand why men think that, hey, girl, when you're in your car, that it's okay. Hey, psst, hey, yeah, girl, yeah, come here. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I'm going to come up to your car. We'll Stranger danger. Stranger well, fucking. Look, hold on. Do you think on, I'm a prostitute? Down. Like, I get it if I was come a here. prostitute. Like, for real, like, what kind of man are you, punk ass bitch? I hate that shit. I hate that and shit. And everybody so bad. knows that the prostitutes are on Shotwell in 19th, <laughs> between Shotwell in 19th and 20th. So. And if I'm not on those two corners, don't fucking pull over and talk to me. Don't fucking pull over, period. Well, those girls actually do want you to well, pull they over, because it's their job. Them hoes, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have hoes. no... I, sex workers, all, I wish it was legal, kids. <laughs> I wish I wish we could empower people to use that as a way to make money and secure their lifestyle of their choice. That would make me happy for Look, that to be it's safe, already but. called the oldest profession. Right. I mean, we can no longer be in denial that it is work in... in uh, uh, that it's is real work. You know, Absolutely. Supply and demand. Uh, yeah. It's right well, in there, the capitalist doctrine, I'll, uh, that I'll, it should be the most legal thing. We'll, we'll close out the AltaCast um, with me promoting my new story that it actually t dovetails into this. I'm currently writing a story for Tim's Tesseract 
Tesseract, which is timstesseract.com. And uh, it's a new website that uh, Pervert Fervor and Tim Pizza have put together. And so the story is called Jane Six, and it's San Francisco, the year 2222. And women in the Ten Lawn uh, have three choices. They can be a sexer, a breeder, or a host. And wow. they have to choose. And um, so the first two, st- the first story was released yesterday, and then the second one will come out. They're going to be weekly installments on the website. So Damn. go. Um, it's it's super feminist. And he told me when he wanted me to write for this. He goes, Pam, you know, I really want you to write something cool, but like, I don't want it to be political. And I'm like, okay, cool. So he says, like, you know, make it in the future with like aliens or some shit. And I'm like, all right, I'll put a story. But of course, it's completely political. It's completely yeah. feminist. I was going to say. So women in the future only have three choices, a sexer, a breeder, or a host. And then one of them sort nothing of breaks political out. About that. Nothing political about that. Not at all. In the year 2220. It's after the water years, the water wars of 2121. So there's, I've, I've got some weird details that are kind of come out. There's Damn. no cats left in the world because Uh-oh. they were all the first alien invasion thought the cats, they were like the perfect food source for them. So the any cats. Sounds on, like on utopia Earth, now. But that's for me, it's the worst, right? But So these girls have no idea what cats are and one of them finds a book. Anyways, it's, I mean, she's like a book. They have, they had books. It's very, it's, it's very futuristic and, and weird, but it's totally political. Women don't know how to read. Imagine that. Uh, <laughs> just like black just like yeah day. just like now uh hey everybody thanks so much for joining us on the altcast day thank you so much matthew quirk for thank being here matthew. latoya the sheriff of truth hey, thanks thank for always you. a pleasure uh coming up next some call me tim special guest Alyssa westerlon yeah some call me tim we talk about uh, what people believe in whether that be god gods cats aliens conspiracy theories the hatred of men, the loving of men, the not wearing of bras, the, the, the acceptance of culture, whatever. We're just going to talk. We talk for an hour. It's a lot of fun. And hopefully at three o'clock, I'm going to have Halby Klein in. He's from Pittsburgh Magazine, a buddy of mine from college. He writes for Food Magazine now. Oh, and uh, talk to him on, you put your weed in there. Talk to him about uh, cooking food and weed. Hopefully he'll be here at three o'clock. So thanks again for everybody for being here on the AltaCast. Uh, we'll see you. I won't see you for the two weeks. She'll be gone. In Cabo. I'm gonna be she in get, Cabo. She's gonna come back out. black. I'm gonna come back tan. <laughs> I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew, so I tan pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, she I don't like freckle and burn. I I sort of burn and then tan. I freckle and burn. So yeah. I, What's that I'm, like? I'm lucky. <laughs> I know the two. We got the two gingers in the house in the hizzy. I used to dye my hair red because I wanted to be one of your people. Uh, <laughs> I know. Cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation. For years I did it. I was Does a terrible. Does the collar person. match the cuff? Yeah. It just it it, it Love didn't me at redheads. all. Uh, thanks goes for being here. Uh, stay tuned for some Call Me Tim. See you next week. Bye! Bye. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, 
vinyl together punk. Mutiny Radio FM has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pam Tastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pam Tastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcast6.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio. Go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorneyfjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. an underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 
21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl! Are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High time story time volume one now available on Amazon.
that although she is part of the problem she did not create the bill nor has she signed it yet it is hoped she will do the I'll read the address or if you're in Oklahoma I don't if I have any listeners out in Oklahoma City or you know folks go give her a visit uh, so Oklahoma State Capitals at 2300 North Lincoln Boulevard room 212 in Oklahoma City I can send her a postcard even uh, it's Oklahoma City okay 73105 call on the phone 405-521-2342 again that's 405-521-2342 let your voice be heard if you have a fax machine and you feel like sending a fax why not do that the fax number is 405-521-3353 and uh, then they have a quote from Susan B. Anthony as there should be I guess in a lot of places uh, no self-respecting woman should wish or work for the success of a party that ignores her sex and that's from 1872 a long time ago the debate over our right to choose what's best for our bodies and our future will most likely outlive us, but we fight because it's what our foremothers and forefathers did for us, and it's what we must do for our daughters and their daughters. It's been said in different ways that anti-choice legislation will never end abortions. They will only create unsafe abortions. Be sure we are, hashtag, not going back to the alley. 
and not going back is the only part of the hashtag to the allies after that. Here are 13 large and small reproductive rights organizations and social media groups to visit slash support. They can offer information and or discussion about women's rights and laws against women. Uh, Planned Parenthood, NARL, which I hugely support. I also support Planned Parenthood, but NARL more so. Uh, Pro-Choice America. Now, National Organization for Women. Uh, NAF, which is the National Abortion Federation. RH Reality. UniteWomen.org. Abortion.com. That's glad that exists. Uh, fight Laws Against Women. We Are Fuse, and that's F-U-S-E, Abigail Adams Brigade, Pro-Choice Liberals, Stop Patriarchy Now, and Center for Reproductive Rights, also those last two, yes. Uh, the Guttmacher Institute is an excellent source of women's reproductive data and current legislation. Many thanks to Meteor Blades for reporting this news and for his continued pro-choice advocacy for women's reproductive rights. You can read the story here and they have a link to that. And so we march on and we are hashtag not going back. And you can find all the links to all these organizations on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash weekly rev. I think it's time for some more music. Here's another song that was performed and it's kind of angry, but also has a nice uh, beat to it. So play this music and then we'll be back with some more stories, some positive and some Mm, yeah, well, we'll 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 find ways to to make it positive. Yeah, my name is John Neffel, and I am an independent journalist based in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I'm the I'm the co-host of a daily podcast called Radio Dispatch, and I've got a new story in the. to be seduced want a woman to take me out to dinner for two like to see her eyes get moody flirting with the thought of what flirting ought to do like to be real cool let her think about getting rid of me in bed here's a chat about Magna Carta to hear her say she'll be with me tomorrow morning drinking hot jasmine tea wanted to make me laugh make a point of touching me when she talks leaving all the jealous men in the joint to mumble in the beer and gunk I know it only happens I'm napping, not in a reverie Did I find myself a woman who wouldn't mind seducing me? I 
is loud. Does it feel like I'm right in your ear? Does it feel like I'm right next to you? Does it feel like I'm inside you? Because I am. I'm deep in your soul. I'm deep in your heart. Um, this is really loud. Like, is there something going on? Is there a reason why it sounds like this? Uh, it's the audience. I mean, somebody in the audience wants to listen to loud music. We probably have deaf listeners. Hmm. Those are the best kind. You can make mistakes. So anyway, um, on tonight's Regarding Sex with Spicy Spice, um, we've had an interesting beginning and um, we're moving right along through to the middle. And um, I'm very excited tonight because I have a wonderful, beautiful guest here in my studio audience. And... Um, I... Uh, oh, shit. Just, uh, I just hit this? an iPhone all we need is an iPhone hey everybody uh, if you are listening to mutiny radio you just turned into some call me Tim today's gonna be a little bit different on some call me Tim uh, my guest I don't believe is arriving today because I just anyways let's get to the point I have these amazing raps that uh, it's called hot dirty P and the sheriff uh, I am Hot Dirty P, Pam Benjamin, and the sheriff is the sheriff of truth, Latoya Sharif Wynn. And we together made this whole grouping of songs. I'm going to play them all for you today. It's our album. They are all political. They were all one-offs. We did them live on the spot during the AltaCast. And we're trying to put them together in a way to get them out to more listeners. So 
Thanks for listening to Some Call Me Tim. But today, we are going to listen to the new hot album, Still Not Out. We're going to drop it soon. Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff. This was our first song, Susan Olsen. Trump support. I, I think Trump supporters are funny to me, really. I don't think we should take them off the air all the time. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to. This is a. This is a. Rap, rap background. We're going to rap to it. <laughs> we'll get a little bit beat. Hey there, little pussy. Let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass. You are, you lying piece of shit. What? Too cowardly to confront me in real life. You do it on Facebook. You're the biggest faggot ass in the world. Biggest pussy, pussy, pussy. My dick is bigger than yours. Which, which ain't saying much. What a true piece of shit you are, lying faggot. I hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully. Say slowly and painfully. I'm Susan Olsen. Oh, slowly. I said Susan Wise, you pathetic little cunt, you are. Right. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. Uh, Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. What? Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. enjoy. Slowly. What? Slowly. Slowly. We're going to see what happens uh, <laughs> here. We're going to bring up, uh, we're going to start with a little uh, West Coast gangster rap in the background, and we're going to see, we're going to see what happens. Here. God, I, I, I'm going to love this already. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> Is it going? It should be going. It should be, we should be hearing it, and I do oh, can you put four up? Yep. There we go. Here, we'll start it over. Okay, here we go. Here we go. These are... Ariana Huffington is unattractive, both inside and out. What? I fully understand why her former husband left her for a man. What? For a man? For a man? For a man? For a man? Huffington, Huffington is unattractive, both inside and out. I fully understand why her former husband left her for Making good decisions. Forty-five. Making good decisions. Forty-five. Forty-five. Are you still alive? Making good decisions. Meryl Streep, one of the most overrated actresses.
actresses in Hollywood what? doesn't know me but attacked last night at the Golden Globes. Uh uh. She's a Hillary flunky who lost big. She's a Hillary flunky, flunky. who lost big what? for the hundredth time. I never mocked a disabled reporter. Uh uh uh. uh, uh I would uh, never do that. No. Uh, I would never do that. Uh, showed him groveling when he totally changed a 16 year old story that he'd written in order to make me look bad bad sad just more dishonest media oh just fake news fake news we made a good decision did we make a good decision i said no i didn't make a good decision what if i so good decision what if i can you imagine what outcry would be if Snoop Dogg's failing career and all had aimed and fired a gun at President Obama? How? Jail time. Jail time. Jail time. Negroes. Jail time. Jail time. Snoop Dogg. Oof, oof, oof. Any negative polls are just fake news. Just like CNN, ABC, NBC polls in the election. Sorry, people want border security and extreme vetting. Turn my mic on. Yeah. Want border security and vetting. For the five lives. For the five lives. Just must more dishonest media. Just more very dishonest media. Fake news. I will build a great wall. I will build a great wall. And nobody builds walls better than me. I said nobody builds walls better than me. Believe me. Believe that. I will build a great wall. A great wall. And no one builds walls better than me. And I'll build them very inexpensively. I will build a great wall. The great wall. Big great wall. Not China. And nobody builds walls better than me. Definitely not China, you see. I will build a great wall. A great wall. Believe me, and I'll build them very inexpensively. China. And I will make Mexico pay for that wall. Oh, Mexico gonna pay? Nah, not today. Mark my words. Uh, not today. Mark not my today. words. <laughs> this no. is this is my favorite quote. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending the best. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems. And they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. Rape? What? No. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending the best. They're rapists. And they're criminals. Like the over office And some, I assume Are good people There we go Yeah Yeah, that's what it's about today Female body inspectors Actually, that is It's I guess, real I guess the, It's it real It's the FBI real. Yeah, it's FBI female body inspectors oh. And uh, it's gonna We're gonna We're gonna try We're gonna see what happens here uh, I'm gonna make some magic, yo Oh, uh, let's go. 
get the beats down Little Dr. Dre in the back I say Dr. Dre for FBI director Dr. Dre Dr. Dre Dr. Dre Dr. Dre puts the shit down Dr. Dre. He ain't gonna take no shit from anybody. He's just gonna put that shit down. He's gonna beat down. I recommend Big Bird because everyone in the government is a big turd. Yeah, Big Bird for FBI director. Female body inspector. Yeah, who else would be a good FBI director? I say Ronda Rousey. She gonna put the smack down. Smack bitch. Smack down on everybody. I trust her. Why not? Who else are you gonna trust? You gonna go Chris Christie or Rudy Giuliani? I say no, no way, no FBI, no. FBI, 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 CIA, FBI. Who's gonna be in charge of the FBI? I recommend Ted Bundy. We can redirect his ghost, bring it back. He's gonna put the smack down. Oh, he's on fleet. You know what I mean? He strangles strangles women too. Yeah, that's what our government does. Strangling women. Strangling women. If you want to apply to a job at the FBI, just go to FBIjobs.gov. You can have some employment eligibility, but you probably don't if you smoke pot. You see, can't have smoked pot in the past three years that's impossible here in san francisco who hasn't smoked pot in the past three hours i ain't got friends like that anymore they dead to me not gonna be a part of the fbi not gonna be in a director hey not i this ain't gonna happen who else can we charge of the FBI. I'm the director of everything in your life. Give me your money. I'm Tony Robbins and self-help. It's way better than Rudy Giuliani, right? <laughs> FBI. FBI. Gonna, the FBI. The Trump's gonna elect someone for the FBI because anyone who doesn't believe in his Russian ties, I say he's gonna pick someone who really hates Clinton, who's gonna make her go to prison. It's gonna be sad and it might be great, but he's gonna really try to clean the slate with a new person in the FBI. Female body inspector. Who's gonna be the leader of the FBI? Female body inspector. Maybe we should have a margarita. It's the number one trending cocktail and I'm sure that it could run the FBI. I'm sure that it can take care of these important tasks. It's salty enough to find the criminals. Prosecute them. Leader of the FBI. Yeah. Charlie Sheen. Yay! We did Grizzlies. I would imagine that there's probably a gun in the school. I would imagine there's probably a gun in the school. Bang, bang. To protect from potential Grizzlies. Bang. Grizzly bears in Michigan. Didn't know there were grizzly bears in Michigan. Ever heard about Columbine? (laughs) There weren't no grizzlies, just a bunch of kids in coats killing other kids. Don't worry, because at least they're buying guns, which is good for the economy, right? 
Betsy DeVos claimed that historically black colleges and universities are pioneers of school choice. What? That started from the fact that there were too many students in America who didn't have equal access to education. Just, just segregation. Brown versus education, 1954. Not enough education, just segregation. Segregation, yeah. I love homeschooling and charter schools and all that stuff, cause it's for segregation. Not education, segregation. Let's bring it back. Let's make America great again. Make America great again. Make America great again. When the white people were in charge. Yeah. money. My family is the biggest contributor of soft money. Soft, soft. To the Republican National Committee. By my way, by my way, forty-seven million dollars. Did it by my way in? Did it by my way in? Yeah. I have decided to stop taking offense at the suggestion that we are buying influence. Oh, buying influence with our soft money, buying influence with our soft money. Now I simply concede the point. They are right. We do expect something in return. For investment. Like a job, like a job, like, I don't know. How about education secretary? Oh, grizzly bears in classrooms. Oh, let's shoot them. We expect to foster a conservative governing philosophy consisting of limited government and respect for traditional American virtues. That word tradition again. And virtues. Oh, she means white. American virtues. She means white. American, American virtues. Oh, she, she means white. And we expect a return on our investment. She bought herself in. Bought herself in. She's white. We can... Okay, there we go. So we're going to be rapping to to the dulcet beat tones of uh, Iggy Azalea's no, Medi- no Mediocre Feet, which I think is what... Kellyanne Conway did is no mediocre feet here. Uh, oh, break it down. What you think about that, Sheriff? What? Are you gonna Are you gonna bring him the truth? Are we gonna bring it? Bring in the truth. About absolutely. Skinny, skinny little ladies. Skinny rice little cakes. rice cakes. The rice cakes of news. There was an article this week that talked about how you can surveil someone through their phones, through their, certainly through their television sets, any numbers of different waves, and microwaves. Microwaves. And microwaves. Microwaves. They turn into cameras, etc. So you just know that's just a fact of modern life. Click. Modern life. Click. 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 Kelly and Conway. Click. Seconds, uh, 30 seconds watching you, 30 seconds watching you, heat up that hot water, what do you eat, Kelly Ann Conway, hot water, hot water, maybe some tea, there's no calories in tea you see, oh, uh, sorry Kelly Ann, we're watching you, I think the big lesson to the political class is to stop listening so much to each other, and start listening to the people, Stop listening to each other. 
gotta listen to the people. They're not listening to each other anyways. What could they be talking about? Maybe microwaves. Microwaves. The CIA is after you. After you. With your microwaves. The microwaves. They are actually listening to the people. We're watching you. Usually based on an economic agenda, white working class voters don't buy into this whole biology, chemistry, abortion, gender agenda as much as they want more take home pay. They want affordability. I want some money too. <laughs> affordability. Affordability with their abortions, usually based on an economic agenda. White working women voters don't buy into this whole biology, chemistry, abortion, gender agenda as much as they want more take home pay. Yeah, equality. Equality. Let's ratify the 19th Amendment. Uh, yeah, woman suffrage. 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 She's out for suffrage. Watching you. Kelly and Conway knows about suffrage. Um, because they're watching. She's white too. She is, and so thin. I thought we always just listen to thin, pretty women. Don't we just do that? They're clearly telling the truth. She is clearly telling the truth. Many Americans are very concerned with the lack of vetting that's going on. Show me your papers. Show me your papers. Show me that you belong here. Show me your papers. Show me your papers. Isn't that why they signed that new vetting act? Oh, oh no. If you don't show the papers, we might think you're a terrorist. What? Donald Trump has addressed many times that his main concern is making sure that we have a system in place that we completely lack now, which is those countries that tend to train and export and harbor terrorists where we do not have proper vetting are places where we're going to need to have better vetting. And he's made that very clear. Better vetting. Is it clear to you now? Yay! We did it again! We did it again! We did it! We're going to come up with our mixtape. We did it. Well, one one old man I don't like is uh, Pence. So let's uh, see what happens here. Let's see what happens with our new rap. Here we go. Homosexual is incompatible with the military service. 
homo Because the presence of homosexuals in the rank weakens unit cohesion Because homosexuals are weak Is that what you're saying? Are you saying homosexuals are weak? I think that's it, I okay. think that's what he's saying That's what he's saying I think he's in that's the closet In the closet Keep the rape in the closet What? What? Keep the rape in the closet Now he got Also homos. Brock Eight. Turner. <laughs> Do I believe in evolution? Brock Turner. <laughs> Do I believe in evolution? Brock Turner! I embrace the view that God created the heavens and the earth and the seas and all that's in them. And Brock Turner. <laughs> and HIV and STDs. Frankly, condoms are a very, very poor use for protection. Also, global warming is a myth. There, I said it. Global warming is a myth. Just like the new Ice Age scare of the 1970s, the environmental movement has found a new chant in their latest chicken little attempt. To raise taxes and grow centralized governmental power. The chant is, the sky is warming. The sky is warming. I got eight. The sky is warming! Rock Turner! The sky is warming! Global warming is a myth! There! I said it! This thing is crazy. Girl, you got a nice power. The sky is warming! And I also don't believe in evolution. That's our vice president. Mm. Yay, we did it again! <laughs> That's our vice president, Mike Pence! 2017! 2017! Are we officially saying that Steve Bannon has a small penis? Is that what's happening? Yes. I always go to the dick. All rise, all rise for his master of spin, Mr. White House chief strategist in the Trump administration, 45's main liar, misogynist, racist, homophobe. Steve Bannon man, Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon man. Who is he? Oh, he's Steve, Steve Bannon man. He's Steve Bannon man. Oh, the most hateful, the most hateful quotes. Hate that's nigga. Right, Bart is a hateful place. I couldn't share myself on no. that. Uh. Gay rights have made us dumber, and it's time to get back in the closet. Hey, 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 hey. Steve, 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 Banna. Steve, 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 Banna. Like a guard dog. Oh. Hoist it high and proud. The Confederate flag proclaims a glorious heritage. 
White is right. Oh, white is right. We're pretty racist against lots of things. Oh, Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Trannies whine about hilarious Bruce Jenner billboard. He's still calling them trannies. Oh, the misogyny, the homophobe, the transphobia. I can't believe it. Birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. I said birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. What? It makes you fat. It makes your voice unsexy. It makes you a slut. Because it's Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Big, big misogynist. Big, big hater. returns to colleges in September. I said suck it up, buttercups. Suck it up. Suck it up. Steve, 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 Steve Bannon. Steve oh. is hate that. Gotta hate the fags, gotta hate the Jews, gotta hate the ladies and all of yous. Suck it up, buttercups. Dangerous faggot tour returns to colleges in September because he's Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, 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 Steve Misogyny. Homosexuality. Racism. He's, he's all of it. He's all of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Why don't you just kill yourself? I got a gun right here and off yourself now. The solution to online harassment is simple. Women should just log off. They're screwing up the internet for men by invading every single space we have online and ruining it with attention-seeking, needy, demanding, and touchy-feeling form of feminism. Because women belong in the kitchen. Yeah. There's no hiring bias against women in tech. They just suck at interviews. Oh, we don't know how to talk. Would you rather have your child have feminism or cancer? What the fuck does that mean? I really want Steve Bannon to get cancer. Yeah, he looks like he does. Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. World Health Organization report. Tranny's 49 times higher HIV rate. There's that word again. Homophobia is rampant. Did we mention that he's a White House executive? Oh. (laughs) Did we mention he's maybe the second most powerful person in the United States? He's got the code. Misogyny and racism. Racism and transphobia and homophobia. All that stuff. Yeah. Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Hating ass nigga. Whoa! We did it again! <laughs> we do it every week. How do we do it? How does it keep happening? It's so amazing. It's so amazing. We're just, it's, it's incredible. Our every tape. week. It's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. It's going to be real. This week's rap is about Ben Carson. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uh, we've got some, we've got some cushion money rap instrumental beat on the background. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to see what happens. Ben Carson, Uncle Tom, today uh, with Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff. We're here for you. Oh, is it not? I put it in the wrong one. Dang it. There it goes. Now it's going. I put it in the wrong one. Just like. There we go. Oh. 
progressives think he's an Uncle Tom. Mm, Uncle Tom. I'm, I'm not sure I agree that there isn't a fair amount of racism here. Not too much racism. What? I said there's not not too much racism. Ain't no racism, boss. There, there is, but not where you'd expect it to be. Nope. It's mostly with the progressive movement who will look at someone like me. NASA. And because of the color of my pigment, they decide there's a certain way that I'm supposed to think. And if I don't think that way, I'm an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom's boss. Uncle Tom. I'm an Uncle Tom. And they heap all kinds of hatred on me. I'm an Uncle Tom. And they heap all kinds of rape hatred on you. And to me, that is racism. What? Me boss? No. There's not as much as you'd where you'd expect it to be. There is, but not where you'd expect it to be. And they look at my pigment and they decide there's a certain way I'm supposed to think. And if I don't think that way, I'm an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. And they heap all kinds of hatred on you. And that, to me, is racism. 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 Uncle Tom. Racism. Uncle Tom. Racism. What if on D-Days our soldiers invading the beaches at Normandy had set their colleagues to be cut down, a hundred bodies laying in the sand, a thousand bodies laying in the sand? What if they had been frightened and turned back? Well, I guarantee you were frightened. I guaranteed you they were frightened, but they didn't turn back. They stepped over the bodies of their colleagues, knowing that in many cases they would never see the homeland of their loved ones again, and they stormed those Axis troops, and they stormed that beach, and they died. Why did they do that? They didn't do that for themselves. They did it for you, and they did it for me, and now it's our turn. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. I'm an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. I'm an Uncle Tom, and they heap all kinds of hatred on you. I'm an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom with gifted hands. And they heap all kinds of hatred on you. So that to me is racism. 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 Uh, Uncle Tom. I would not advocate that we put a Muslim in charge of this nature. Nation. I would not advocate that we put a Muslim in charge of this nation. I absolutely would not agree with that. I forgot I was black. I would not advocate that we put a Muslim in charge of this nation. I would certainly not agree with that. I forgot I was a nigga. <laughs> Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. And if you know, if and you know, if there's somebody who's of any faith, but they say things and their life has been consistent with the things that will elevate this nation and make it possible for everybody to succeed and bring peace and harmony, oh, then I'm with that. I'm an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uh, Uncle Tom. I'm an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom slaves were tourists. Uncle Tom. Slaves were tourists. Slaves were immigrants. Coming over on the boat, making this world a better place. Obamacare is worse than slavery. Uncle Tom said. I'm an Uncle Tom on the worst things since slavery. Obamacare is really, I think, the worst thing that has happened in this nation since slavery. I've never been whipped before. Never been whipped before. <laughs> All right, we did it again. <laughs> yes. We did it again. Our mixtape. Kush money. It's happening. <laughs> Kush money. Our mixtape's coming out real it soon. Is. We're it's coming hot. Hey, it's...
dirty, hot, dirty pee and the sheriff coming at you. Yeah. Coming at you. Some magic. From the Funka Trump. Women who work, women who work. She doesn't work, she doesn't work. Women who work, passion is what makes us feel most alive. Women who work, women who work, don't buy her book cause it's full of plagiarism. The trump card, her first book, nothing in that either. Your age, your background, your education, or your success We all are granted 168 hours a week Hours a week That's math That's math That's Is that a 24-hour daytime seven Which equals 168 hours a week When do you sleep? I got a nanny When do you sleep? She's got a nanny and a child Oh how do you build a world-class team? First, you have to find the right people. Thank you, Captain Obvious, Obvious. Captain Obvious, the fuck up the lines advice. Don't gossip, gossip about women who work. Trump card. Get the Trump card, don't buy her first burk either because she already has too much money. Too much money, don't buy the book to burn it Go to the library and burn it from there <laughs> Burn it all down We often don't realize that while we're waiting for our lives to begin They have already And they're made up of all the decisions we make Big and small, conscious or not Thank you Captain Obvious And it's just another Slovenian girl Hanging out in her house Women who work Women who work Nannies work Women who work Women who work Success is a team sport Success is a team sport Ivanka Trump Captain of VS So much You can learn so much From the perspective of others And it literally costs you nothing But I'll pay you lots of money to my nanny, my nanny while I'm at work I plagiarized and work I didn't write this novel either It's probably a ghost writer or it was me in a room with a tape recorder Talking about myself, how cool my life is My nice husband, my dad, he's really nice And my nanny Some of my best photos of the kids were taken by my nanny during the day and I'm sure in 10 years, I'll convince myself I took them. Because I, I take everyone else's work and make it my own. Plagiarism, women who work. <laughs> we did it again. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was...
That was our, that was Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff. We're hopefully going to have uh, a name for our album and we'll maybe make some more songs and put it out. But uh, if you liked it, tell us. Go to that donate button at the top of www.mutinyradio.fm and press it. Say, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I like Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff. All right, everybody. Uh, that was that you're listening to some call me tim if you're actually listening to some call me tim and it's still it keeps playing in the background sorry about that everybody um so here we are on some call me tim my guest didn't make it i also didn't remind him because i was out of town for a while but um what we're gonna do instead um is i'm gonna play something that makes me laugh and I hope it makes you laugh too. It's a funny or die thing. And I'm sure you're like, oh, we knew about this way before. Like, you're so dumb. But we're going to listen to it because it, it makes me laugh. It's called uh, Zach Morris is Trash. And it's really funny because Zach Morris is trash. Uh, but I used to watch, you know, with, well... This was a little bit past my time period, but I still pay attention to it, and I think it's hilarious, so enjoy. Zach Morris is trash. It's winter break at Bayside. Jesse Slater and Kelly got jobs at the mall. Lisa is volunteering at the hospital. And Zach is sitting on his lazy blonde ass eating cookies. Zach is at the mall, bothering Slater and Jesse at their jobs, when he bumps into a girl. She says she's late for work, which Zach hears as an opportunity to stop her twice and make fun of her for only having an apple for lunch. Screech had an accident with his new doll and cleans up in the bathroom. A nice stranger offers advice on how to dry his pants faster. Zach notices him shaving and tells Screech to check out that homeless dude, then scolds him for looking. The homeless dude says he's lightheaded because he hasn't eaten all day. Zach continues continues to bother him while he shaves, then leaves a whopping $3 behind in a payphone, probably because he didn't want to touch his icky homeless hands. Zach wishes him a Merry Christmas with a smug grin on his face, because $3 will definitely put this guy's life back on track. Zach is roaming the mall, hunting the girl who ran away from him, and bothers Kelly at her job. He finds his target, named Laura, and offers to take her to lunch, because he knows she only has an apple to eat, something he once again goofs on. Laura's considering lunch with Zach, because she's starving, when Zach sees the homeless guy. Zach lets everyone know how great he is for giving him money earlier, but adds he hopes he doesn't spend the 3 dollars on wine or super cheap heroin. Laura says she's lost her appetite. Zach sees Laura in the food court. He apologizes, saying he doesn't know much about the homeless, and adds that in his neighborhood, the poor family is the one that doesn't have cable. Zach asks Laura where she lives. Laura says she lives with her dad. He asks where, and Laura says they're currently moving, and they move around a lot. Zach asks what her dad does, and Laura says her dad is between jobs. Then an emaciated Laura politely asks for a chip before scarfing down a whole bunch of chips. Zach connects none of these dots and makes fun of her for eating so many chips. Zach realizes he can make Laura like him with food, and buys her ice cream, then takes her to Jesse's job and cuts in front of a bunch of kids to take a picture with Santa. Santa asks Laura what she wants for Christmas, and she whispers some deeply disturbing shit in his ear. Zach asks what she said, and before she can begin to say she's not sure she can tell him, Zach hands her a candy cane, more food, to put in her mouth so she can shut up about her problems. Zach's mom shows up, who has the same blonde hair to roots ratio as her son, and mentions the Christmas play she's putting on at the mall. Laura wants to be in the play, but is hesitant about asking for time off at her job on her first day. Zach tells her not to worry about it, and it's no big deal. Then, as she walks 
walks away, makes a really creepy comment to his mom that he finally knows what he wants for Christmas. Gross. Slater is struggling with his job wrapping presents when the friendly homeless man helps him. He asks for some of the scraps Slater throws away. Slater generously gives him a whole roll and some ribbon. The homeless man staggers away, takes two steps, and collapses. Because apparently $3 with a side of wrapping paper isn't part of a complete breakfast. Laura asks her boss to be in the play. He says no, because it's the busiest time of year. Laura is upset because Zach got her hopes up. Zach mentions that homeless guy from before passed out and is at the hospital. But who cares, because they need to get to the hospital to help Lisa donate gifts to kids. They give gifts to the kids, then sing their way over to that homeless guy who almost died. They visit him in full costume. Zach takes off his Santa beard out of respect. Zach sees Laura and, still unable to connect these huge dots, asks why she's there. He's her dad, you dingus. To be continued. Right now, Laura's dad, Frank, said he passed out from hunger. Zach gives him some of his stale leftover cookies. He invites him to his house for dinner, because now he knows he can get this hot homeless girl to hang out with him using food. He feeds Laura until she can't eat anymore, then tells her the weight she put on in the last hour looks great. Zach's mom thanks them for coming over, and says she appreciates having guests that are different than usual. Zach clarifies she means they're not used to guests with big appetites who live at the mall. Then Zach asks the fun and super polite question, so how did you become homeless? The computer plant Frank worked at went out of business, and he's had trouble finding work ever since, especially since he doesn't have nice clothes for job interviews. Zach uncomfortably looks at the floor and says nothing after starting this difficult conversation. Zach begrudgingly helps his mom set up for the play and complains the entire time in a hideous sweater. Zach sees Laura rushing to work and stops her to once again use food to make her like him. Laura sees a jacket at the store she wants to buy for her dad to wear to job interviews. She asks for an advance on her paycheck. Her boss says no. Zach shows up to interrupt Laura at her job, again, in an outfit that's still not as dumb as that sweater. He convinces Mr. Moody to let Laura be in the play by promising to double his business with a mysterious whisper deal. Kelly puts the jacket aside and says she's going to buy it later as a surprise. The play is okay. It's fine. Or whatever. Who cares? And Laura learns her lines even though she just found out she was in the play 10 seconds ago. But Zach takes his mother's nice play about the meaning of Christmas and turns it into a big commercial for Mr. Moody's department store. Where are these clothes from? For the well-dressed miser, the only place you shop is... Moody's store for men. But I guess if you're seeing free theater in a mall, you get what you pay for. Mr. Moody sees the missing coat and assumes Laura stole it because she's homeless. He threatens to call the cops and she runs her hungry ass away. The gang splits up to find Laura and Frank and they finally leave the mall for the first time in nine days. Zach and his mom find them in a car outside of a Christmas tree lot and invite them into their home. Mr. Moody gives Laura the jacket as an apology and Zach's parents offer to let them live at their house until they're back on their feet. Laura says she doesn't know how to thank them. Zach suggests sexual favors. It's a Christmas miracle. Laura and her dad have a place to stay until Frank gets a job. Only we never see them ever again because they probably fucking killed themselves or starved to death. Merry fucking Christmas. Let's review. Zach Morris harassed a stranger at the mall and made her feel bad about her lunch. Made a bathroom spectacle out of a homeless man minding his business, then thought $3 would change his life. And felt great about giving him the $3 even though he was pretty sure he'd spend it on drugs. Used food to get a hungry girl to spend time with him. Cut in front of all these kids waiting to take a picture with Santa. And when that homeless guy passed out, he thought it would be fun to visit him dressed as Santa Claus. Then invited the homeless man to his parents' nice house to comment on his daughter's weight and make him talk about why he became homeless. Turned his mother's Christmas play into a department store commercial. And told this homeless girl she should hook up with him because of his parents' generous invitation and because she has nowhere else to live now. Ho, ho, holy shit. Zach Morris is trash. Zach Morris is trash. That's some funny shit, right? Funny, funny shit. Uh, so, I there was another thing I found that I thought was super funny. If you haven't seen uh, Gay of Thrones, it is some of the best amazing incredible hilarious stuff um here we'll just we'll pick this one 
dragon weave. Thank God Game of Thrones is back. Did you see the premiere? I think so, but there was no rape and the women were in charge. <sighs> I'm like, is this Flashback Friday? The men who helped me slaughter the Starks at the Red Wedding. And I was like, no, actually, it's Woman Crush Wednesday because Baby Casey was serving Scooby-Doo snacks and Jonestown wines to everybody. And BT dubs, Baby Casey will forevermore be known as Baby Kill Bill because she's got a list and she's killing everybody. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. Then Little Miss No Sunshine is creating her own version of Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Westeros, and they are like, I don't plan on knitting by the fire while men fight for me. Then we catch Vintage Mia Farrow, and she's beta testing her King's Landing Google map. You've arrived at Dragonstone. But really, all she cares about is preserving her little baby dynasty. Dynasty for us. And honey, I'm like, your dynasty is in dire straits. That ship has sailed. I don't think those ovaries can do any more incest baby. There are no more flowers in that attic. After that, Jared let himself go, comes stomping into the room, serving all the guy liner in the world. And he does not know how to market his Airbnb. You don't care about the Anonymous. They're nothing but rocks and bird shit, man. And a lot of very unattractive people. Back at University of Phoenix, Tubby Lovey is serving a plate full of Dolly Parton and 9 to 5 realness. Barely getting by, it's all taken and no given. Working at Winterfell, Fuckwatch 2017 is in full swing. But this year, BDSM is on the menu. You're a lucky man. So then Baby Kill Bill is sauntering through the woods. She runs into your auntie's favorite sexually non-threatening number one hit recording artist, Ed Sheeran. If I hear that fucking song one more time, Shape of You or Piece of You or whatever the fuck it is, it's on repeat at my gym and I feel like I'm in the seventh circle of hell. I don't like his music and he has too many vowels in his name. He would literally have Vanna White doing right up back handsprings and half marathons to turn over all those dang letters. Remember when she was on Playboy and it was just her with a shirt on putting her butt out of a window? It was the 80s. Then Dog the Bounty Hunter gives every Silver Lake, East London, Brooklyn queen a sage piece of advice. You think you're fooling anyone with that top knot? At the end, Christina Aguilera and her whole squad arrive and they are ready to flip this castle. Dramatic doors, spacious kitchen, beautiful views. But wait until you see the war room. I'll take it. Oh, it's a deal. I do have to disclose that someone fucked on this table. I could feel it. If I didn't know any better, you would be serving me reincarnated Marjorie Faroche. I'm back from the dead. Where are my dragons? Okay, that stuff's funny. Um. I don't know what else to do for you guys here on Some Call Me Tim today. I should put on something good like, um, I don't know. I played all the good music I can think of. Uh, did you hear that Jimmy Buffett's going to have a Broadway musical? How crazy is that? I will play you the end of... 
flat black plastic because it's so good and he really cares about his show and i i swear guys i was going to try to care today but i'm in such existential crisis i can't talk to myself about it and my guest didn't come and that's okay but and i've been smoking so much weed this afternoon like <laughs> so, so much weed i'm very high so please enjoy with me uh last saturday's flat black plastic with scotty scotto flat black plastic <laughs> Oh, my God. 
So you guys, if you're still tuned in here to Some Call Me Tim, uh, we have just uh, have a guest who's just arrived. We have Peter from the street. I am Peter, from the, you have to talk into the microphones. There you go. Uh, try the other one. Can you hear me? There we go. Use that one. That's the one. I don't know why that other microphone's being poopy lately. So, I'm sure you guys know already, Pam's the coolest person ever, and oh, she, we just had this crazy. great, very exciting well, conversation. Introduce you. This is Peter from the street. I am Peter from the street. He just walked into Mutiny Radio. I have, a, like, about six months ago, I was telling you some of this, that someone was like, I was just at, I was at this event, and I kind of, like, caused a scene, and this guy was like, dude, he's like, Mutiny Radio, you should do that. And I'm like, it's been in the hopper, and it came up again last Tuesday, and then I was walking down 21st and I saw a flyer for the comedy thing and I've been meaning to do comedy and I missed that and I came in and I heard flat black plastic awesome cool funky like this I like Mixcloud I talk a lot as you can tell so I'll be good I like Mixcloud so there was a show Me Soul Radio what, what is Mixcloud Mixcloud is like SoundCloud you would like it do you do you I don't have SoundCloud either. I mean I guess SoundCloud's on the internet and people use it and I have I mean, people have said, use my SoundCloud, and I've played things here off of their SoundCloud, but, like, I don't have a device in my pocket that, say, plays SoundCloud, so I can't do that. We were just talking about that. We were just talking about media, and in, in, in Pam said, so I pulled out, you guys obviously know who Adbusters is, so I picked up this cool book yesterday, and as we were just talking about everything from Beastie Boys to comedy, um, I was, like, jumping up and down, like, hey, you gotta see this book I got, and we were talking about media and like how it's affecting us and um so it's called culture jam culture it's by the adbusters guy it's by the adbusters guy um so i picked up this book yesterday Kyle lawson and um he has a really interesting history which i didn't know you guys have probably heard of adbusters and he is the person that is responsible for generating things like Occupy Wall Street and also the I forget the do you know what the Christmas thing is like National Buy Nothing Day or something oh, like that? Oh right, right, right. That's that's I, I never buy anything anyways, but yeah, it's it's like the day after Thanksgiving. It's buy nothing right instead of like black friday and and actually i would love your go ahead no 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 you go ahead i would love your opinion on this because and we were just talking about what because i'm looking to get a radio show and what we can say on the air and what we can we we can't say and what we we're in the mission we like to be conscious we're conscious people so i saw something and the the and let me know if you don't want to get political it's not no 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 we don't 